welcome back to another Fresh Brewed episode of Lattes and Lasers. It's our fifth episode. We're so glad you're here and listening, getting the scoop, and you know, talking about all the things we want you to hear about. I'm Amy Kant, and I'm joined here by my amazing co-host, Holly McKaig. Hey, Holly. I'm amazing. <laughs> you are amazing. Don't you forget it. Thank you. I need to hear that. <laughs> How's it going this week, Holly? You know, it's going, it's going. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be back for another episode. I'm excited about this one. Um, yeah, we've got a little bit of a special thing in store, so I'm kind of excited and excited that we're halfway through. I still, still think we're working on some topics for like towards the end of the show, but we're yeah. doing pretty good for the next couple of weeks. At least. Yeah, we got the next couple of weeks. So yeah. we, what what we want is for you to tell us, what do you yeah. want to hear about? <laughs> Exactly. I think that's the biggest thing is we, we know you're listening because we see that the podcast is being downloaded. Right. So if you are listening, please just take a moment, come over, let us know your thoughts on an episode. Let us know, are there any other topics you'd like us to talk about? Is there something you want us to expand on? Just you guys are the ones who help fuel what we're going to be doing. Absolutely. And, you know, feel free to post on social media. We'll see it. And we'll take a look and see if there's something we can do. So. Yes, yes. All right, Holly, it's that time again. What's in our cup this week? Well, it's not holla this week, but it's... <laughs> Today we're drinking this house blend medium roast by Danny Trejos. <laughs> and if you guys are not sure who he is, he is an actor and a philanthropist and just a lot of different things. And he has been putting his name on a lot of products and has a rest has some restaurants out I believe out in the LA area I'm not 100% sure first off I think I've mentioned this before I'm kind of a sucker for packaging I don't know if I mentioned it here or if I've mentioned it to you but I am a sucker for packaging yep. and that will Same. sell me so when I saw this was this amazing pink like I want a sticker of this because I love him like he pops up in the most craziest movies and things sometimes you're just like well that was different. well he's definitely a character actor he is a very much a character actor and you get the unexpected from him in some of the movies yeah. and shows he's in, which I really like but anyways this is a medium roast is a I, I ended up getting the whole bean and I think sometimes that gives you a little bit better flavor I don't know well because you can grind it up and so yeah. it feels fresher yeah, it kind of releases all of those little flavors. Little flavor flavors. Little flavor flavors. <laughs> Anyways, these are from um, Mexico, El Salvador, and Colombia. The beans are. And they do roast everything in the Los Angeles area. So it states that it's kind of more of a full body kind of flavor with a little bit of sweetness to it. It's pretty good. What are your thoughts, Amy? It definitely has a lot of flavor. I can taste a little bit of that sweetness or almost chocolatey flavor. And definitely when you open the packaging and smell the beans, you can definitely smell some of those flavors, if that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. I really, I I like it. And I do need to tell a little story about oh making my coffee this morning. So okay. clearly we learned last week that Amy doesn't always read directions and she rushes through things. It's true, true. Right. So this week I get up to go make the coffee. So I grind the beans. I go over to my Keurig. I take the reusable K-cup and I'm putting the coffee in there, stick it in, put my cup under, 
hit go, walk away to go to the bathroom. And I come back and there is maybe half a centimeter of coffee in my cup. You put the water in the wrong thing? No, I forgot oh. water. Oh. There was no water in the water tank. <laughs> there was enough water that just a little bit came out and then I couldn't use that yeah, yeah. anymore because it was going to be super weak. So yeah. then I had to go and grind more beans. So oh, I yeah. guess I am a little bit of the hot mess in yeah. coffee preparation area. I have brewed water before, you know, mm. not put any grinds in, just water. And I'm like, oh, why is my coffee so clear? <laughs> well, last week I was making a latte in my Nespresso and I put a pot in. I hit the little button to start it and it went without a cup. Oh, it's a little happen. messy. What I do like about this on his packaging, and he says this, which goes back to him being somebody who has helped a lot of people in his life, is that everything good in my life came as a direct result of helping someone else. And I do believe that. I, I stand by that. I stand by always helping others. And I think that's why we do like this podcast or, you know, we create files for other, you know, laser makers. Um, I just feel like there's enough to go around that you could always help somebody, you know? Absolutely. Um, so I just, I like that. I don't know. That was something that was really cool to me that stood out. And I love that it's bright pink packaging with like this super like. It's so this guy. It just, you yeah. would not think pink when you think of him. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you can get this on Amazon or you can get it on his website. Um, I'm sure there's other places you can get it, but that is one of our coffees that we have been uh, put on our list to purchase and try. And if you want to send us a coffee, please do. We'd love to try your coffees. Absolutely. <laughs> we, I, I do want to say we did get a nice little like like from one of the coffee roasters. Which one was that? Uh, it was the um, second one we did with the, the oh. <laughs> Packard Billy Goat. Was that Raven? Yeah. yeah. The Raven. Yeah. That was really nice that they saw our social media posts and liked and followed. And so, so hi. You're a coffee maker. Yeah. We'll take more of your coffee. Yeah. yeah. Um, and don't forget you too can support lattes and lasers by buying us a coffee. Just visit our website, lattesandlasers.com. Click on support, buy us a cup, help us keep this podcast going. Absolutely. I agree. And for those of you who have done that so far, thank you. We appreciate yes. it. So yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this week we do want to dig into a little bit of a technical side of the laser world. And we're going to be exploring some of those um, kind of funny hack jobs, I guess we've all done. At least we, you and I have done. I'm hoping other people have done them as well, because we want to hear more of those funny stories, but how it kind of relates to your machines, maintenance, setup, all that kind of jazz. But I'm excited because we do have a special guest today. Miss Amy, who do we have? Well, yes, this week we are joined by someone I know pretty well. Uh, <laughs> it's my husband, Paul Reidenauer. Hey, Paul. What's up, Paul? Hello. <laughs> All right. We're excited. Yeah. I'm excited for this. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for joining us. We would love to know a little bit about your background and your experience with the laser cutters. I know um, I've followed your journey. You guys have started and would love for you to share with our audience a little bit more about that. Sure. I'm a career engineer and throughout this whole process of, of Amy's maker's journey and me meeting Amy and us, you know, building a life together and whatnot. And I saw her go on her maker's journey from 
you know, the cricket to she had, you know, worked with you and collaborated with you on other things and you're getting into the laser space. And so for her birthday, 2022, I ended up buying her a K40 laser. And for those who don't know, K40 is like the builder basic Chinese laser. It doesn't really come with instructions even. You have to buy a separate control board if you want to use Lightbird on it. They're highly customizable. However, it's a lot of work. And so you kind of have to know what you're doing, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not a plug and play thing at all. In the beginning, we we kind of went into it with a very open mindset of like, okay, well, we're gonna learn about this thing. So we had to learn about daily maintenance. We had to learn about just workarounds and how to make it work properly. Cleaning, what actually works as good cleaner, what doesn't work as good cleaners greasing and a lot of the preventative maintenance things that you know in my engineering background i know of through in being in manufacturing i've worked in manufacturing in different industries for probably two-thirds of my career overall it's those kind of stuff that really help make your products look good and whatnot because like all that stuff all the se store you know seo all the designing i can't do it right i just right. i just push the button right right he calls himself the chief button pusher in our business well, but you know what okay when you say that i think that degrades you because you, you are so much more than a button pusher because you all learned from a machine that is not a plug and play like the glowforge like the x tools like any of those things you had to learn all those ins and outs and i think that benefited you so you're way more than just the button pusher you know <laughs> uh, I, I like to undersell myself i over over deliver and undersell. Uh, it's don't we all <laughs> but once we had the k40 kind of up and running we wanted to get into a little bit bigger stuff and signs and a lot of the cute signs that we get complimented on all the time and so one of the things that we did is amy and i had a discussion and said okay let's get a bigger laser but we're not going to that level yet Right. You know, I, I did a full process of like, okay, what's the Glowforge look like? What, what are some of the competitors of Glowforge? What's the best laser for us at the, at the time? And at the time, uh, OnTech Laser was coming out with a, a laser called the Polar. The OnTech Polar Laser is a 50-watt laser that a company out of China, they, bu they bought it from, they're the exclusive U.S. distributor for a Chinese laser company called Gweek Cloud, G-W-E-I-K-E. They just had bought this licensure and they were just putting their kind of sticker on the Gweek Cloud as the OnTech Polar. And so Amy and I got on, I think it was like the second round of pre-orders. Yeah, pre you had it pretty quickly. I remember it was fairly quickly. Yeah. And so we were one of the early adopters of OnTech Polar. And one of your former podcasts talked about um, kind of the toxic ma masculinity of a lot of the groups and whatnot. <laughs> And even yeah. myself, I face that. Yeah. And I don't take that well, um, especially when I'm asking. He questions. doesn't. It's true. I don't take it well. And, and so, like, I work in customer service and I work in middle management now for, for professionally. But I always try to think about how to phrase things and, like, okay, I don't want to come off like a jerk, but yeah. I want to ask questions about, about this. And one of the, the big things about this OnTech Polar we found through the course of testing is the air assist fan that's inside the polar has no filter on the inlet air and it has no clean air going into the fan. Oh. One of the things that happens is when we burn anything that's that has a glue with it. So any plywood, plywood yeah. any 
any of the three I'm backing that we use for like acrylics or whatnot. We're masking, blue. truly, like masking. everything we do. <laughs> everything we do. Goodness. Right. 99% of what we do. That's why we looked at hardwoods for a while and then they're too expensive. And yeah. the cost to our customers would go up and profit goes down. And plywood is, you know, what 99% of makers use, right? Yeah. And so that glue from plywoods or whatnot gets gets in the air because it lays and burns at like 2000 degrees Fahrenheit, gets in the air and that air gets sucked not as much through the exit, even though we have a booster fan on our exhaust, but that that volatile, that glue-ish gets pushed back into our air assist fan. Wow. And all over the inside of the laser. So like, it if gets I take- really gross. It's oh my. Really we have talked to Omtech numerous times like, hey, my fan is screwed up. Can I get like five of them? And they're like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh no, we'll send you, we'll send you a back. Okay. And then we get the backup, we install it. Then three months later, it's, it's trashed again. We've um, had this laser 13 months. And imagine trying to get everything done and you just constantly are dealing with maintenance issues with it. That's just, mm-hmm. well, eats into it, your pro- productivity time. <laughs> 1000%. And that's one of the things that, you know, in my background about looking at how to make things efficient. One of the things that we found is when the OnTech comes, it comes with a fixed lens in a nozzle. They glue the lens into the nozzle. Right. We we had to get away from this. And the only way we could get around it is the lenses are readily available through other vendors. However, the housing was not was not a commercial product at other places. Now it is 13 months uh-huh. later. But there was one guy in the Netherlands. Who is selling these nozzles, either the raw file that you can 3D print them yourself or the actually 3D printed nozzle, he would sell you either one. The 3D printed was like $25. The, the plans were like 10 mm-hmm. Best $10 we ever spent. Yeah. My brother has a 3D printer. So we were like, hey, can I send you this? And I'll Venmo you some money. I need like five. <laughs> well, you know, it, I think that goes back to like the fact that that's where some good can come out of these communities when you guys are sharing things like this and then you find somebody who creates a solution. Oh, that seems like a lot. <laughs> right. And, and, and the, the thing is about those communities and part of my takeaway from them is when I was really struggling with this, I was like, look, I know what the issues are Yeah. with this machine. And then I was told by certain of those online group leaders who are all, we're, we're sponsored by XYZ, blah, blah, blah. That's great. Shush, yeah. I have a problem. Help me yeah. or don't talk to me. Yeah. The one especially, I, I'm not going to say who it is. The one especially really chapped my behind. Yeah. Because he told me that my analysis of what was wrong with that machine was incorrect. <laughs> and I go, you're wrong. <laughs> I love See, just like what we were saying, they they'll be yeah. like, "You're wrong. You have you don't know yeah. what you're talking about." <laughs> yeah. I am I'm the like, expert. I am an influencer. Mike, do you want to start trading technical resumes? We could do this. But you don't want to. just to yeah. let you know. Yeah, this Thanks is where it. having a partner who yeah. has a master's degree in mechanical engineering. Yeah, highly recommend. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people who are buying these smaller little desktop lasers, and I think they think they can do a lot with them. <laughs> and you're a clear example right. of not necessarily. And, and so like a lot of the makers, you know, they try to go from the same same steps we did, right? Yeah. They go from the cricket 
in designing on, on Cricut and vinyl and whatnot. And then they, they think, okay, well, I'm going to buy the smallest laser yeah. I can. Yeah. I don't want to spend a lot of money. I don't want to spend like $300. I, <laughs> it was like sex. What after the after the the motherboard upgrade to to run Lightburn and then you yeah the we had to pay an extra like hundred fifty bucks to be able to get the motherboard that we had to install in order to run Lightburn on this machine <laughs> I would be at a loss <laughs> exactly and that's where when people say I want to get into the laser industry but I only have five hundred dollars like my advice is always like maybe wait a little bit. While we learned a lot with the K40, if we had started with something like the Polar, I feel like we would have grew things a lot faster. Yeah. Um, and so I always say, like, buy the biggest, fastest one you can yeah. afford. Exactly. You also have a funny story about your original Ohm Tech that Amy yes. shared with <laughs> me, packed it to get it working for you. Tell us about what you had to do with the cooling water for the K40, because the K40 does not have an internal cooling system. Correct. The K40 does not have an internal cooling system. And so they all had one of these like backwoods engineered cooling systems. And so you can, you could buy them and they're like as much as the K40 laser is, but from a lot of the forums I read on Reddit and Facebook, I said, okay, maybe we could just use water, right? Just plain old, distilled tap water. Nope. The temperature would rise after literally two cuts. Like if we wow. would make, cut out two squares, the water temperature would raise like 40 degrees and we'd be at that point where like it's not cooling at all. Anymore. And, and at so this point, water. didn't we have it? The pump was like truly like a water pump that you would have for like a tiny little like fountain in your garden. No, it was actually worse than that. It was one of those <laughs> It was a small little pump that was meant for like a beta fish, like a single <laughs> fish aquarium. And so what I did is I did some research, found this water pump that was meant for like a 300 gallon water tank. And I'm like, okay, well, I have a one liter box. It's actually a, a lock and lock like food container box that I ended up uh, cutting holes into hot gluing, which... I never recommend for anyone making this box basically a radiator. And so what we had in there is we had took uh, the like 22 ounce uh, diet Pepsi bottles my mom drinks. So after she drinks them, we took those. I filled them up with water, closed the lids for one, and we would go freeze them in, in the garage, in the freezer in the garage. We had like 12 of them at one time. Mm -hmm. And you would oh have to God. take four or five of them for each run on the laser. And by the end of the run, the insides of those bottles that were floating in this water tank would be melted. Wow. 100%. And so you would just then, okay, I got to take these back upstairs to the garage, you know, the freezer, and then go grab four more. Well, my question so is, oh, putsy. My question is, what did you guys do with it after you got, you upgraded? Did you did you trash it? Did you go out and do like a office, you know, <laughs> and like beat it? No, we're actually uh we're actually selling it to a friend of mine. But you know, with the polar even, you know, with all, all of our issues with the polar that we've had, you know, we've had issues with the K40, 
you know, we kind of solved those. We worked around them. Then we got the polar. We're like, wow, this is great. And then, oh, crap, I have to clean this lens or else I'm going to basically pop the lens out of, out of this housing, this metal housing and melt it, which is not good, by the way. Oh, yeah, we've definitely melted some housings. Well, I think you and I had a discussion once where you said, like, yeah, why don't you have backup lenses or, or mirrors or lenses or something? And I remember saying to you, I don't think I've ever changed it in my my Ian uh, Mirror 9 because I just don't need to. You don't so have, like, and I you were like, you're like, shook. what? Like, I mean, I have an extra, but I really haven't had to. So yeah. we have to use CA glue remover to clean the lenses. Oh my gosh. And that's one of the other things from, from the forums. I was like, you know, I would say we're getting this black gunk and yeah. on the back side of the laser lens, like on the underside of it. So the laser would shoot right down through the lens. We'd hit yeah. this gunk and it disperses the laser and causes it to melt and bad things happen. Ugh. Like legit melting and back pressure and very bad things happen when that happens. We have to be very vigilant. Like, you know, some mm -hmm. makers will say, well, I can, I have a camera installed looking at mm -hmm. my lasers, but, you know, do other things like, no, I'm down there yeah, right next to it, checking on it every once in a while. Yeah. Drugs and, I'm and even what? scared when I turn mine off, I will sit there for like five minutes just to make sure nothing's going to flare up. Like I'm that paranoid, like, okay, everything's good. Okay. Now I can leave, you know? <laughs> right. And, and, so, and so we just replaced the exhaust air assist mm -hmm. fan on our on our polar to a qu much quieter one it's super quiet it's great we had so much imbalance from that glue getting on that even that it it was chunking like chunk 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 oh gosh it's got to be frustrating but sometimes like and then when that's like all you know you're not really sure when you guys get the new one you're gonna be like how did we do this you know what i mean right. you're gonna see such a difference and, and that's one of the things i want to talk about too is you know, Amy and I made the decision when she went to full-time maker, maker space right now, um, we made the, the conscious decision of like, we need a bigger laser. We need mm -hmm. to be able to do more things, more signs in our shop. We, we made the very conscious decision of like, we just need a bigger laser so we can do more things of, of our kind of our, our niche set of personalized yeah. items, but we need this bigger laser. And so I've been looking at other lasers for a lot when you're sitting next to the polar and you're you're having to do all the pming and and all the precautions about this air assist issue with um the the gunk i call it i call it uh, just black goo yeah what you know whatever it is i looked at thunder i looked at yeah i looked at all i looked at a ton of them i looked at back and on tech again and whatnot and so and i understand from from an engineering standpoint a lot of them buy the lasers in china they ship them here to yeah. the United States. They either A, don't retrofit them, or B, retrofit them with some of their parts, yeah. put their labels on it, and spent, and set them up. Yeah. And so part of the process was to look at, I, I didn't want to go through this process with OmTech again because yeah. of how unhelpful their customer service is at times. Really, the decision was, was based on more of like a U.S. manufacturer versus like an Aon that sources from China. They bring it over. They change some parts on it slap their labels on it and send them up. Yeah. And so we ended up going with the mirror seven and not because I wanted, I didn't want this, the, the sizing of it because the price difference for the size is it's negligible. I mean, 
in my mind, is you're going to make that back that money in a little bit longer return time, right? It's the 125-pound difference getting it down a flight of stairs. Yeah. I know. I remember telling, and when she said something about you guys looking at the five, I was like, I think you should go bigger. I think you should go with the seven at least. Like, oh, yeah. I promise you, I think you'll be able to get it in your basement. I really think you will. Well, and yeah. truly, if we have to hire movers to get it, it's a worthy business expense. But what's amazing about them is that they give you great instructions on how to take apart what you need to do, you know, in order to get it into those little smaller spaces and upstairs and downstairs. And yeah. they're really good about that. So, well, and that's, I think, part of the reason why we decided to go with <laughs> Anne is that their customer service is phenomenal and same yeah you have only had glowing things to say about yeah. them um even just the customer service during the sales process you know we sent a lot of very technical questions because of the trouble we've run into with the ohm tech ones right. and we were like hey so how does the mira 7 how does that address this uh, it, you know and it just felt like this is definitely the right move for us. Would have loved to have gone up to a mirror nine, but that would never get in the basement. And we don't have yeah. space on the main floor for something that big. Yeah. And, I, th you know, I, I think we could have got it in the basement, <laughs> but the amount of people it would have taken with the 125 <laughs> pound difference. Now that's a different story, yeah. you know, because I, I'm a, actually a bowler as well. And so when Amy and I moved moved here, I said, hey, by the way, honey, I have a 600-pound bowling ball drill press. I'd like to go put it in the basement. She goes, are you hauling it down? I said, no, absolutely not. Um, we're going to hire movers for this. And so we more than- It took four guys. They had to call, like three guys showed up and they were kind of scrawny and they were like, oh, we need the big guy. So they called their boss- one of the yeah. owners of the moving company, and he came out. They had to take the railings off the stairs to the basement. They were so worried that the stairs were going to break because oh. of the weight I didn't of think about that. the four yeah. guys plus the machine. Yeah. Um, but we had had the stairs reinforced to be able to handle more weight. I remember Paul had to go. He was bowling that night. So I was there supervising it. And it took these four guys like three hours. Well, and you know, if you call places, they're like, people will say, well, you can call piano movers, safe movers, hospital x-ray machine movers, those types yeah. of people. And they'll all, each one you call will be like, oh, not touching that. Or, you know, it's quite an ordeal. So when I bought my nine, I knew it had to go in the garage. Like there was just no way, like I'm in a split level, right? So when you go through mm -hmm. the garage, it's like, in the door and then like an immediate turn down the stairs there's no way plus my electrical is janky down here so there's no way it would have matched <laughs> but yeah it's a stressful situation because you're like stuck between a rock and a hard place like how do i get this amazing machine that's going to help me do more for my business and make it work <laughs> with what i have to work with i think that leads us to a good topic which is what you've done for your Mira 9 and that kind of journey of building that little tiny room around the laser and all the electrical fun you had with it. So why don't you tell us about that? <laughs> yeah, I, I showed a little TikTok the other day about my, my little tiny room. I rent my home, right? I don't own it. And um, I'm willing to do improvements that if they're going to benefit me for, for what I need. So when I had purchased the 9 and it was 
I've had it for almost two years now, going on two years. It was delivered in the fall and in Colorado in October, you can start getting your snows, right? And it'll snow through May. Like it's just, it's inevitable. It's what we deal with. Um, and so you have those cold months and the machine just does not want to run when it's too cold. Like the, it's the chiller will just beep at me. Everything will beep at me if it gets below 60. And so that first year we were trying to come up with ways, you know, to kind of keep it warm. So I can keep producing on it. I was still going back and forth with the Glowforge using it. And then once I got hooked on the, on the Mira 9, it was like, oh, I can't go back to the Glowforge. I got to figure out a way to make this work. So my brother had mentioned that, yeah, me and my buddy, we were working on cars in his garage. We have these like propane heater tanks, sort of like the ones you'd see like at a restaurant where they're like up high, but they're just short, right? And they just blow heat out. And so I would get two propane tanks. I make my garage door go up halfway <laughs> and I would blow heat at me and it would get warm enough to, you know, be able to use these machines unless it was like a below zero day where I, there's just absolutely no way I'm going to get it done. So we were like, I got to, I got to be able to keep working better and I can't like run out of propane and I can't always have the garage door open because it's just too damn cold. It's just not going to work. And so I saw on a Facebook post where somebody had built a room around their laser. So immediately I went to my brother, I'm like, what do you think about this? If I build a smaller room in the garage around the laser that I can heat it with a, with a smaller heater and it's going to stay warm. And I don't have to worry about insulating the whole garage. I don't have to worry about anything because I did have somebody come out to look at doing a mini split. Like I said, the electrical in here is not great and I'm not willing to spend the money to fix their electrical. Just not going to do it. So I have a dedicated circuit to it because just behind my garage is a circuit for, or like its own little breaker box for a jacuzzi. So it has its own little thing. And so the guy was able to set that up for me, which was great. I was willing to spend that $700 for that. That was no problem. My brother and I measured and we figured it out. He's like, well, what are you going to do about like the landlords? I'm like, I'll be like, what room? I don't, the room was here all the time, right? Not gonna, I'm not worried about it, you know, cause I'm here. This is my fifth year here. I'm not leaving. I priced everything out. It was under a thousand dollars to have all the materials. That was the drywall, the insulation, the, the two by fours or whatever, whatever you use to build four by whatever. I would just two tens, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and um, the heater. So the heater I purchased is like a wall radiator heater. So it plugs in, but it radiates heat, doesn't blow heat or anything like that. So all under a thousand dollars to do all this. Yeah. And so my brother and I started framing it, but that was delayed because we had a water main break, which was a whole, was a whole other issue. Um, <laughs> followed by a gas leak. <laughs> followed by a gas leak. Thanks to the plumbers. Yes, that was fun. So yeah, it's nothing like evacuating the whole end of the cul-de-sac, you know, on a, on a day that was fun. So anyways, once all that was handled, we started framing it out. And my neighbor, who is just this amazing man, he is in like carpentry painting business is kind of what he does and he started helping my brother frame it and then the next thing I know because my so my brother works you know these long shifts and he's a um, paramedic so he works long shifts and so his availability is pretty limited and I thought I'm not gonna get him back here to help finish this next thing I know my neighbor is drywalling everything himself by himself and hanging the door, I had to take my mom to a doctor's appointment. When I came back, he had not only finished everything, he cleaned the 
whole front of the garage and swept it all. Put my light in there, turned it on. He goes, it feels warm. I'm like, yes, it feels warm. This is amazing. And it does, it keeps it, I can get it up to 80 degrees in there and use it for what I need. Sure, if there's a problem, I'm going to have to take the wall down in order to get it out, but I can turn it and I can get to the back of it. I can clean, I can change my chiller water and do everything. Um, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do to make your material. I love that you just built the room around it. There is no way to get it out without taking down a wall. No, and I thought about... I thought about buying French doors, but yeah. I didn't want to use like, like we have Habitat. Um, oh homes. yeah. The restore. Yeah. We have a couple of those and some other types of like generic brand ones. And I looked for French doors and stuff thinking that would be better, but it just cost wise was a little bit much. So I ended up throwing my neighbor, like two cases of Modelo and like 600 bucks because <laughs> I could have never done that myself. And he got it done before the cold really hit. And I, the busy Q4. I was like, how many ornaments do you need this Christmas? I will be making for all of your people. I will do it whenever. I mean, they're the nicest people. They really, really are. So I feel grateful for that. But I don't think people realize what you have to do in order to keep your machines running. Like just with you all with like having to put water, like frozen bottles in your chiller and you know i'm out here like trying to like i got propane tanks blowing and well you know. and didn't you run into some issues with the um heater you had oh okay <laughs> <laughs> oh yes so something i did learn is if you are running a heater you cannot have it hooked up to a surge protector because you will burn the outlet which i did and fortunately my brother was able to change it out but yeah one day i walked in like why is it kind of smoky in here <laughs> what's going on and so I did learn about the type of extension cord you might need because it doesn't quite reach the plug and it's on a separate circuit from my laser. And I'm like, yeah, I've learned all about gauges of wires in, in <laughs> extension yep. cords and everything. So I got that figured out. It's all good now. Okay. You changed the outlet for me. So <laughs> Well, I just remember getting a text from you and it was something like, I almost burned, uh, I almost burned my house down today. <laughs> Did you know you can't just plug a space heater into an extension cord? And I was like, no, I didn't. And when I said this to Paul, he goes, oh, you guys didn't know that? No. It's not like they like teach you that in school. (laughs) But it's right. It's, it's, it's literally on the, on the, in the instruction space heater. Who reads that stuff? I don't Instructions. See previous well, comment the- where I talked about how I forgot to put water in the Keurig this morning. Like, well, you, you know, right. it, that's something that people will ask a lot in the uh, EN laser user group. They'll ask, can I plug my laser into an extension cord? And they're like, no, but you can ask them for a longer cord and they will provide you with one. So right. just putting that out there for people listening, don't plug your lasers into an extension cord, especially when you're over that 50 watt mark so just be a little careful about that oh absolutely yeah well it's just like one of the things about the mirror seven that we're gonna have to get used to is having a maintenance schedule around the cooling water itself right Mm -hmm. so the polar has antifreeze in its system and it's self-circulating so it's self-storing and self-circulating all the time but it never it's like a antifreeze yeah, right. that's what I actually I do have to put an RV antifreeze in mine because it being in the garage, I do a mix, a 50-50 distilled water and RV um, just for those real cold dips that we can get in temperature. Although I will say 
that room. So, so being on a split level, part of my basement is like the wall is concrete, which is under the ground. And then um, it, so it insulates pretty well. So that room, if I don't have the heater on and it's like a below zero day, it, it'll be like 35, 40 in there, which is not bad. So having to have the antifreeze in. A lot of people ask that question. As soon as it gets cold, that's one of those questions that gets asked over. What do I do about my laser when it's like <laughs> going to be 40 degrees? I'm like, girl, I wish it was 40 degrees here. It's, it's like, heavy, right. you know? Yeah. So right. it's our basement at like 50, you know, 55 and up, you know, yeah, you should be good. Home. Yeah. Yeah. You should so be not good. Super worried about that. There's another technical question that I'm going to actually email Aon about. Because I saw somebody else, one of the things that I've been researching about is the external air assist for, because I, I'm also lazy at times and I don't like masking. Yeah. And so for the uh, air assist for the cutting, we're looking at, we have, we actually bought a, a separate air compressor. Did you guys out of California, the the yep. low noise one. <laughs> yep. I know I have an air compressor and I haven't hooked it up because it's too loud. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But one of the things that we're we're looking at is from the AI from the video I saw on YouTube of some other user with an AI uh, mirror nine. He's like, oh yeah, it just automatically changes over between the two streams, and I'm like, huh? Hmm. Yeah, like, I don't know. That sounds like a light bird setting. It sounds like something else, and like I want to get some clarification on that, but also the do you just recommend using the RV antifreeze one-to-one, -one, you know, with DI water or DI water is yeah. fine. You know, what's easier to change, which one do you have to, which one lasts longer? Some of those more technical questions, but I, I have confidence that Aon will be able to answer my questions and yes. in, in a faster time period. Yeah. And what's amazing about them is whenever I had an issue with setup, I had, my only issue was trying to get my mirrors aligned in the beginning. I just struggled with it. And that's just a me issue, not really the machine issue or the company issue. And I remember um, putting in a ticket for them and then them calling me, I'm talking about it. And I sent them pictures and I know they actually called me back a couple of days later to make sure everything was still going okay and working. So and that's, that's just who they are. Yeah. You'll like, EJ and just, I mean, they're all just so good there. They're so good there. They really are. But mm -hmm. I have not had any issues. I mean, the only thing, is, the only issue was my own issue one time where, <laughs> where I accidentally autofocused on the laser bed instead of my material, like it went over the edge of my material and it was just like, it was grinding noise. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, immediately, immediately hit the stop button, you know. And you'll see a lot of people talk about their pen getting bent. So they manually focus. I, I still auto-focus because I don't usually do that. But our focus is way different than what Omtech rec recommends. Oh, it's well, hey. way different. With quarter inch material, they, they recommend 13 millimeter uh -huh. and we're at 16. And yeah. that's, this is another one of those like, well, you know, you're not running it right then from the <laughs> forums. And I go, listen, it's three millimeters, which is nothing. Yeah. I'm like, you don't know, like, the screws on my bed maybe just screwed down a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. They were torqued more. You have no idea at yeah. all about what the difference in these things are. The tolerancing of these this stuff. Yeah. I can find three millimeters easily if tolerancing is less than less than five, which again, standard manufacturing is five. So like, get off. Like, yeah, I, I, it works for me. Yeah, you gotta love those people. 
Well, and you know, I remember too when we had the K40, we would have to sometimes do four passes to cut something. The Glowforge is like that too. Like, no. I mean, yeah. do you know how long it took us to cut an ornament? Oh, I can't imagine like, how you got through the holiday season. Like, those, I, I truly busy. don't know. <laughs> we never could have done what we did this past holiday season with the keyboard. <laughs> and what you're going to love is being, you're going to love being able to get edge to edge on your material. <laughs> That's what's going to be amazing. Because yes. like when, when, I don't know what it was. I think it was something where maybe my mom was like, well, I know we're really busy and you're cutting out there. Maybe I can cut some stuff on the glow for it. I'm like, no, because we're going to lose like all this, like, I don't know, half an inch all the way around or something like on my material, you know? Camera. Oh, yeah. So no, I don't use the camera at all on the mirror at all. See, our camera on the Polar never worked. Uh, So you know. I tried calibrating it with their like little dot sheet. I, I tried every like three months and finally I just gave up. I was like, this isn't yeah. worth it. I don't use it at all because I, I just frame out my jobs and I'm good. Yeah. People talk about that all the time. Like when they go from like say a Glowforge to, a, you know, one of these bigger machines and where you have to use light burn or whatever. I'm like, you don't, you, you'll realize you don't really need it. <laughs> it's, you know, the only time I think it would be helpful is if like I am trying to like use a bunch of tiny little scrap pieces on a sheet or something. Well, I but want to cut out little earrings or whatever. But but with Lightburn, you too, um, before you run it, you can click the frame and then you'll see the laser head. So then I know, oh, I need to move this yes. design in Lightburn like just a little bit more this way because I'm trying to maximize. And so that's the back and forth trying to troubleshoot yeah. in order to maximize the material right. just, like, just like when we have slightly imperfect material and it's a little bit bowed and whatnot if i'm running like a one of the large frames i have to make sure that i adjust the autofocus to get it right. a little higher because yeah. i can't lock it down because the sheets are so it's so big it's yeah. so it's the sides are so big so that's one of the things i'm really looking forward to is like okay i can cut multiple of these on the on the same slice yeah. of plywood well, and you'll also, you'll find just being able to set your origin point as opposed to having to go back and forth in light burn is going to be so nice. Because you'll just be like, I'm going to, you know, okay, this little corner is going to be my origin point. And now it doesn't matter where my file is set up on light burn. That's where it's going to start, you know, and it's just, it's going to save you so much time. You're going to be so happy and maximizing yeah. the material is just going to, you know, help your bottom dollar, you know. Yeah, so it's polar, you can't really set the manual because technically the origin point of that laser is already in the honeycomb yeah yep. so i actually yeah. created a frame that i put a in the frame, a, yeah. a jig to basically yeah. position every single piece of regular wood we use to get more out of it but yeah the funny thing about it is is that with the mirrored acrylic i can't use it because we raise it yes we raise it up so we don't get the flash burn back because again that's that's another issue. So I have like little lines on, on my riser pieces, like where this should be at, but I don't know for sure like yeah. exactly where it's at. The other thing is, is people don't realize about how dirty those honeycombs get. Oh, yeah. And like the amount of cleaning that those honeycombs take. Yeah, I cut, I cut a lot of small pieces of acrylic. Like that's pretty much what I cut all the time. And those little pieces fall through the honeycomb and they pile up underneath in the bottom and those will flare up if you're not careful to keep it cleaned. And it's like, yeah, it's fun. For us, it's the, <laughs> the 
little pieces of wood that come out of the names we do. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. That cause that to happen. We get those stuck in the honeycomb because they're so small and they're so yeah. yeah. So about every three months, I go outside. And we have a, a really old glass table tabletop down there. And I'll just sit out there with, with a, a mini screwdriver and just poke every single hole out. Yeah. And then take our degreaser and just degrease the, the heck out of it. I bought a, a kiddie pool off Amazon that I fill with my degreaser and water and I just soak it in there. It's so nice. You know, I I think this next time I'm going to take it to the car wash and just power wash the crap out of it. <laughs> That's a good idea. We do have a power washer. So yeah, I, I bought one yeah. and it's okay, but it's just, I'm like, I think I'm just going to take it there so I don't have to worry about making a huge mess or whatever, but. We live in the country. I can, I could just put on the driveway somewhere with the power washer. That's that's a good idea. I never thought about that. Yeah, so many different things go into <laughs> making our lasers work. I would love to hear more, like what other people are kind of going through too. So definitely let us all know. I, I think you're excited as much as I'm excited for you all, both of you, <laughs> to get this new laser. I I think you're going to be so pleasantly happy. So it, it, well, I checked the laser status this morning, where you can kind of track your laser through yeah. the process. It's on a ship. And it's cargo crate. Um, Japan. Yep. The only downside with them is is, is the wait time, you know, because right. I, I did order a fiber laser. That's not even on a ship yet. So I'm like in shipment eight and it's not even on the tracker yet. Yeah. You have to wait. <laughs> yep. Right now it's looking like April at some awesome. point in April. So hopefully we'll have it uh, before the end of the school year, Mother's Day. Yeah. I'm once they see. get it at the warehouse in Melbourne, it, it's pretty a quick process and before you know it you're like getting a call well i didn't get a call to have mine delivered it just was here but um <laughs> you know it, it is fast so it happens pretty quickly once they get it so we're excited yeah i'm excited for you <laughs> well paul we thank you so so much for being here i know amy said that you were excited to share all this with us and we were excited to have you too. So thank you for coming on, taking some time yes. out of your work day and, no and doing this I will, with us. I happy anytime you want to have me and answer technical questions. Yes. Free. I do have one later. I might have to ask you for a whole different type of machine, but I'll I'll do that off record off the <laughs> record. Right. I was like, I should ask Amy's husband about this, but um, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, That's he's fun. an engineer, maybe he can figure out how to do this. So we do appreciate it. We do. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, my love. Thank you. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
technical issues or trying to figure it all out, but just sharing these stories, I think, can help those of us who are kind of a little bit technologically advanced. I like to think I am until I run into an issue, but yes, um, yeah. That wraps up another hopefully insightful episode of Lattes and Lasers. We hope you enjoyed diving into the world of technology with us today. Uh, whether you're a laser newbie or an experienced maker, we hope today's episode has left you feeling inspired and informed. And also don't forget to subscribe to us. You can find us wherever you get podcasts like Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all those things um, so that we can be sharing more about all the fascinating things about maker business, life as a business owner, laser technology, that kind of stuff. Next week, though, I do think we can share what we're going to talk about yeah, next week. I think so. Um, yeah, we're going to go into the importance of having like an email list and in a landing page that is SEO friendly and helpful to you as a business owner. Amy has a lot of experience as a WordPress developer. And um, I think it's something that people kind of, you know, struggle with. Like, should I have a website? Should I have just a landing page? How do I get an email list? And so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do that. We think it's a good topic we should cover. So come listen to us next Wednesday when we go over all of that. Well, it's time for another cheesy sign off, Holly. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. <laughs> From the beans to the beams, it's been a pleasure brewing creativity with you. Until our next cup, stay inspired and stay caffeinated. All right. Cheers, everybody. Oh, cheers. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. This episode of Lattes and Lasers is brought to you by The Laser Collective. Unlock the full potential of your laser cutting and engraving business with our user-friendly laser files. Our carefully designed laser files are tested for quality and our commercial-friendly files, ensuring you can easily create beautiful projects that will impress your customers and drive profits for your business. Learn more at thelasercollective.com. Save 10% off your next order at thelasercollective.etsy.com with promo code Lattes and Lasers 10.